Everything is about to change for regenerative medicine. Alan Gavick's smooth baritone voice is in almost all the Livion commercials. We've taken the core of our flagship product, which is essentially what allowed Livion to become a pioneer in respect to how stem cell advancements have changed the landscape for healing our bodies and made it better. Before he moved to California for a career in medical sales, Gavick was a doctor in Arizona. He had a podiatry practice. In 2005, a patient came in with a dislocated toe. Gavick operated, but he says things kept going wrong. It was a surgery that just did not go the way that any of us wanted it to go. The patient's toe eventually had to be amputated. And after a dispute with the podiatry board, Gavick let his license drop. It was very funny for me that somebody's going to dig back 15 years to find a malpractice case. Anybody who does any amount of surgery has the potential to have a malpractice case. When Gavick moved to California, he decided not to resume his practice. Instead, he did some consulting and eventually set up his own stem cell distribution company. That's where he was working when he first met with John Kosel-Sharon. When we had the early agreements, I told him, you know, I've run my own company. I've, I've done the sales and the accounting and been, you know, chief cook and bottle washer and, and everything across the board. So we worked it out that I would just be director of medical education and clinical application. They were eager to get started. We were just meeting, trying to figure it together. We had, um, we'd been recommended to a scientist. It could take a couple of years actually to create a lab. Not that you couldn't hire somebody out, come out and build a lab, but to create all of the, the qualifications and, and to make a compliance department where you write all the standard operating procedures and put everything in place. It's a long process. It can be up to a couple of years. John and Gavick didn't want to wait that long. So they signed a contract for GeneTech to be their supplier. I mean, why not wait those couple years until you can make your own product? You know, why, why contract it out to another, another lab in the interim? It is what 90% of the distributors in the United States do. And secondarily, you still have to pay bills and feed. Somebody is very sharp at what they do. They're very good at what they do. They already have everything that's happening, and they already have stem cells. Why not? With a medical expert and a manufacturer lined up, John focused on bringing together the ingredients of a successful company. I just hired the smartest people I could. I don't want to say that I know more than them, but when you add the dynamic diversity of business and marketing and sales along with science... I do know more in a lot of aspects because scientists are very linear. They do science. Marketing people, they do marketing well. Business development, they do business development well, but maybe they're not good at science or other things. I have been able to learn and implement all of it together, and I think that's part of what's made our company so successful. He focused on the part of the business he knew best. In its first full year of operations, John spent almost half the company's $1.5 million budget on marketing. What we wanted to do with this is kind of like bring creativity and science together. He was on location when the first Livion commercial was filmed. The shoot took place in Laguna Beach with a fit, olive-skinned actress running along a cliff overlooking the ocean. One more. We have 20% battery. One more. Just one more. 
The actress jogged along the beach at sunset through the shallow waves. We were able to add like a cinematic effect to a very dry industry to kind of give it some life because that's what Liviana is all about, is bringing life to people. There had never been a commercial like this in the stem cell industry. He believes in the industry and he believes in himself that, that we can do this. And it's, if him, then who? Somebody's gonna do it. Somebody's gonna step forward. I mean, I, I was in it years before I met John, but I couldn't have done what he did. I, I don't have that marketing type mind for expansion. John Kay, a born salesman, was ready to bring the hard sell to stem cells. Here's the thing about home security companies. Most of them trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, and lousy customer support. So while there are a lot of options out there, there's only one no-brainer. Simply Safe. Simply Safe's got everything you need to protect your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. It's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, window, and door, tailored specifically for your home. Professional monitoring keeps watch day and night, ready to send police, fire, or medical professionals if there's an emergency. You can set it up yourself in under an hour. That's what I did. You just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them. No technician required. And there's no contract, no pushy sales guys, no hidden fees, no fine print. All this starts at just $15 a month. Try Simply Safe today at simplysafe.com/batch. You get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. That's simplysafe.com slash batch. From Wondery, I'm Laura Beal, and this is Bad Batch. This is episode four, The Cell. Livion's headquarters are in a white single-story office park in Yorba Linda, not far from Anaheim. It's a sleek and modern-looking building with tinted windows. We can just just kind of show me around and When I visited in February of 2019, John gave me a tour. He was a gracious host. He was wearing jeans and an untucked purple dress shirt with the sleeves rolled up. He also had on a scarf and an unzipped padded vest. In Southern California, this seemed more for fashion than warmth. Do we want to do the, like, walk around first? And yeah, we can, we... sure. One entire wall along a hallway was glass, looking into a lab. And this is our general lab and our general research lab, so here we can do... Everything from uh, tissue slicing and looking in the microscope at tissue, uh, incubation, uh, cell counting. John walked me through the elaborate process of testing and manufacturing and of what it took to get their new product ready for market. He told me where the cord blood came from and how the stem cells made their way into the vials. He talked about how many cells go into each vial. And he talked about the team that sold them. Do you have, is it like a drug company where you have representatives in the field as I well? Do. Yeah. And so about how many of those? We have about a hundred representatives in the field. John's sales team is led by one of his very first hires. For those of you that 
I haven't met. We've been doing these about every two weeks now. His friend Joe Case. Um, my name's Joe Case. I'm the president of sales and development for Lipton. I've uh, been here since uh, day one. Joe Case is a stocky guy, charismatic in front of a crowd. Very, very hardworking, trustworthy guy. Six Sigma black belt. He's that kind of guy. He's very statistically driven. And so we went out and started building a small sales team. And he'd worked with John before. I had built some other companies in the medical space using him as a sales manager. Including that pain cream operation that landed John in jail for paying illegal kickbacks. Today, Joe Case has a fleet of sales managers across the country. For those of you new to Livion, welcome aboard. We're excited to have you. In private, regular conference calls like this one, he goes over the company's strategy. Like any good sales leader, he gives his team talking points and the occasional pep talk. Mike Sue talks about uh, being an FDA-compliant lab. Slide four, for those following along, taking notes. We have the most superior product in the marketplace today. It's both safe and easy to use. He walks through their pricing strategy. Physicians pay $1,800 for one vial. Suggested price for the patient is $5,000 for a single injection. The procedure takes just a few minutes, but there's a way to make even more without adding much more time by offering a deal on a second injection from that same vial. The going price across the country is about $5,000 per injection. So they offer half price on the second knee, $2,500 charge and $7,500. So the $1,800 cost stays there. $7,500 is what they charge. They make about $5,700. So the profit margin for this, for physicians, is incredible. Not only are we uh, helping patients, but we're showing physicians how to to make money because it's gotten tougher out there in these clinics. And he offers tips on how to win over skeptical doctors by suggesting they add a $3,500 markup to each shot. And I always basically just tell them, I'm sure a big clinic like this, you can do 10 new patients a month, and all the doctors pound their chests, and, oh, yeah, we can easily do 10 a month. That's not a problem. 10 new patients a month would mean $35,000 a month for clinics. $35,000 annualized over 12 months is $420,000. I can almost guarantee they're not making that much in their clinic now. And it's not just medical doctors. Chiropractors understand what a cash-based billing system is, and they understand marketing. It's been a huge hitter for us. Joe anticipates the kind of questions that doctors might ask, like, what if patients can't pay the $5,000 per shot? Doctors like to hear that we do have patient financing, although I'll be the first to tell you a lot of them don't actually use it because they're surprised at how many people can afford $5,000 when they're in pain or they're trying to avoid surgery. Livion also started offering doctors a line-by-line script for them to use on their patients. Hello, Mr. Mrs. Name. I'm Dr. Last Name. Welcome to our office. Thank you for coming. Name, the purpose of today's visit is to make sure you belong here. That is to say, whether your problem is something we can help with stem cell treatment. So, let's begin with your examination. Oh boy, do you feel that? That's inflammation and muscle tightening to protect that joint. You are definitely a candidate for stem cell injections. Ultimately, you have two choices, stem cells or surgery. I'm sure you want to do stem cells. So for you, we will inject blank stem cells into your blank 
The entire process will only take about five minutes and then you'll go home to rest. After that, I want you to take it easy and I'll see you for a follow-up exam in three weeks. How does that sound? Do you have any questions for me? Now, I'm going to have concierge come in and explain your financial options with you. When she finishes, we will get started. For the patients who got injured in Texas, the cost of the treatment had seemed worth it. Elaine Dilly took out a loan to afford it and had ended up spending $17,000 on the treatment. It's not cheap. Debbie Williamson used her life savings. Galen Dinning dipped into his retirement funds. So if each injection cost $5,000 for the patient, how much does it cost for the company to manufacture? If you had to take an educated guess, can you give me a ballpark of how much that would cost? Yeah, I mean, it would probably be, assuming that they're in production full-time and they're, you know, they just didn't do it to make one vial, but who, who goes into business for that, right? This is Jim Hardy, the consultant who's based in Thailand. Like I said, it's less than $100. Less than $100? Less than 100 bucks. There's no way it's more than $100 worth of cost in one of those vials. In Livion's first full year in operation, their tax return shows over $6 million in sales. John rewarded himself with a $900,000 annual salary and celebrated with a white Rolls Royce. That's a $400,000 car, and it's mine, and it's owned under the company. I treated the general manager of Rolls-Royce, and I literally saved the guy's life. And so they gave me a floor model that they had that was used. It was the end of the year, and because of everything I did for him, he gave it to me at dealer cost with all rebates, and I have impeccable credit and, and everything. And he bought a vanity license plate that said, Livion. Changing up your hair color can change your whole day, week, month even. The problem is it might be hard to get to a salon right now, or maybe the expense is holding you back. But I have a few friends who have just colored their own hair at home with amazing results and at a fraction of the cost of going to the salon. How did they do it? Madison Reed. So my friend Kat is one of the people I know who tried it out, they sent a kit right to her door with everything she needed, and she loves the shiny, shimmering color she ended up with. Madison Reed products are made with ingredients like argan oil and keratin, and with no ammonia, parabens, or sodium lauryl sulfate, which means there is no smell whatsoever and you can feel good about the ingredients you're using to color your hair. You can get multidimensional color starting at just $22 at madison-reed.com. Use our promo code BATCH and you'll get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. That's promo code BATCH. Visit madison-reed.com now to find your perfect shade. The holidays will be here before you know it. And there's a new shopping destination where you can find all the gifts you need in one place. Verishop. Verishop is a new online shopping site with the brands you need for every moment in your life from women's and men's fashion to home decor, beauty, and wellness. And they get your purchases to you fast with free one-day shipping and free returns with no membership fee and no minimum purchase required. 
The expert retail team at Verishop hand-selects and sources every single item from the brands, so there's no chance of counterfeits or fake goods. They even give you the option to pay over time, and their customer care representatives are available 24-7 by phone, text, or email. Shop with Verishop for the fastest free shipping out there. As a listener of Bad Batch, you can take 15% off your first purchase to try it out. Just go to verishop.com slash badbatch and enter code badbatch at checkout. That's V-E-R-I-S-H-O-P dot com slash badbatch, code badbatch for 15% off your first purchase. Exclusions apply. I'm looking for this gun for Okay, so it's going to be right down this hall to the left. Okay, thank you. One of the ways that Livion, and pretty much anyone in the stem cell business, has managed to grow so quickly is through seminars. They're billed as educational, but they feel about as educational as a pitch to buy a timeshare. This one, at a La Quinta hotel near Dallas, was in April of 2019. As I found a seat, a couple dozen people were waiting for it to start. Some of the people filing in had the leathery faces of farmers and ranchers who make a living with their hands and backs and have the aching joints to show for it. All right, guys. It's about five afternoons. Other people come in. We'll just let them come on in. The tables in the room were arranged into a giant U with chairs all around the outside edges facing the front of the room. A large Livion poster was propped off to the side, a nude woman in shadow, a vial glowing turquoise. I found an open seat, but the place was quickly filling up. The event was being co-hosted by a local family practice doctor, Dr. Daryl Pierce. A lot of you know me, some of you don't know very well, but working with Livion, and, um, so it's been a pretty exciting type of medicine. He was wearing boots and jeans and a polo shirt and had a casual vibe to him. As doctors, we're trained to give you medicines, treat the symptoms. But instead, we, we, there's a lot of new things that allow us to not just treat a problem, but actually treat the disease. Uh, and so uh, this actually is a true fix. So it's a fix without surgery, without medications, and really no downtime. I mean, you, you get a stem cell transplant, and you don't have to be out for weeks with surgery and those kind of things. So uh, really exciting stuff. He gives a little background on stem cells. Back in the early 2000s and those kind of things, 90s, it was, you know, the fear we're using aborted babies and those kind of things. But But that these are from the cord blood of healthy babies. He introduced a Livion sales representative to the audience. So, um, this is Tim Martin. He uh, works with Livion, and we're going to be kind of tag-teaming this today. Tim Martin had blonde hair and a mustache. And he was here to explain why stem cells work. I like to say the the terminology, let's stop masking the issue, let's fix it. Tim explained how some stem cells are more potent than others. Keep in mind, our cells, all cells, whether stem cells or other types of cells, they're gonna be age dependent and health dependent. So what, what does that mean? I'm in my 50s, so are my cells. Does that make sense? Tim talked about the bad batch of cells that had sent the patients in Texas to the hospital. In and up, there was absolutely nothing wrong with any of the products. Even though this seminar was happening long after the government determined that the problem was with the product itself, 
The story Tim Martin tells still blamed the doctors. The doctor in Houston, or Houston, the doctor in Florida, uh, literally, they found E. coli all over that doctor's office. They also found where the doctor was using half the vial on one patient, refreezing it, using it on another patient. Doctor was not to split a vial between patients because you can't refreeze this. It's done, okay? If you looked on the internet, you're going to see where some, there's somebody out there saying, oh, 16 vials have contamination. Well, those are vials that we collected back from that doctor in Houston, and we identified the issue with that, you know, with that doctor. So. Tim reassured the audience that stem cell injections are, in fact, very safe. The risks are extremely low. There's never been a single person die of stem cell treatment. There is such a low you know, rate of infection, and those infections just when the doctor did something a little bit wrong, and there's it, always a risk of some infection from an injection or any insertion, um, so, but that's so low as, as well. But that's about the only risk. The audience nodded along. The woman next to me was taking notes. Tim Martin didn't just talk science. He had a long list of success stories. I've got a doctor with MMA, so mixed martial arts. How many of you are familiar with mixed martial arts and some of that popular today? So um, I've got a doctor in Dallas that actually treats 14 uh, UFC fighters, mixed martial arts fighters. We've done three of his fighters. The most recent one was eight weeks ago, and on Monday of this week, he had them in, they did strength tests, literally eight weeks, this is on his shoulder, in eight weeks, he has 90% strength improvement in his shoulder, in eight weeks. That's amazing, it's absolutely amazing. Then it was time for questions. Hands in the room shot up. Many of the people who spoke had complicated medical problems. I had a stroke, which was, I guess, caused by a brain bleed. I've got scoliosis real okay. bad. Uh, my wife, she's got multiple sclerosis. Parkinson's. So I have a friend that has an autistic child. How would you treat autism? The Livion rep always had the answer to this and pretty much all the questions. For the question about autism, he told us about a child who wouldn't overtly express affection. And then he had stem cells. Today, this kid literally now will walk up and hug his mom and dad and have a conversation. Um, still has you know, some symptoms. That's yeah, but I mean, didn't cure the, you know, but yeah. improved dramatically. He introduced a nurse from the clinic. So. Monica, you guys have had a stroke patient we that you treated. Would you want to answer that and share the experience? Because sure. I think there was, my understanding was some very good results. results yeah. yeah, go ahead. Um, he was about 42, I think, and had a severe stroke. Yeah, two, I believe. She had treated him by giving him an IV of stem cells. He can talk better, he can walk better. When he came in the office, they had to fly from Colorado. And when he came in the office, he walks in all by himself with a backpack on his back. Totally different than what he had been. And his speech was much improved. So, kids with autism, people with multiple sclerosis, stroke victims, all getting better from infusions of stem cells. The seminar lasted almost an hour and a half. In the end, 
the doctor directed everyone to a table near the entry with a sign-up sheet. As I left, I had to work my way around the clump of people gathered by the door, waiting for their turn to sign up for an appointment. These were people who were clearly desperate for help. Three of the attendees had come in wheelchairs, and they were being told things that I suspected were exaggerated at best, and at worst, outright false. Well, actually, for real stem cell scientists, the kind of stuff that they throw out is mumbo-jumbo that really doesn't actually mean anything. Dr. Sean Morrison listened to the recording I'd made of the seminar. I needed him to help me sort through what I'd heard. I'm a former president of the International Society for Stem Cell Research. I've been doing stem cell research for over 20 years. He's currently the head of the Children's Research Institute at the University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center. He spoke with me on one condition, that I not tell him which company or which doctor I was talking about. He didn't want anything he said to come across as a personal beef against a particular company. The reason we do stem cell research is because we're excited about its potential to cure major public health problems, including macular degeneration that causes people to go blind, spinal cord injuries, juvenile diabetes, Parkinson's disease, This sounded a lot like what I'd heard before. But there's one really big difference. Dr. Morrison said those ideas need to be thoroughly studied before they're produced, marketed, and sold to patients. We know from a long history of medical research that there are many therapies that everyone believes are going to work and that don't work when you really test them in patients. And even those that do work can take a long time to get there. There's one and only one type of FDA-approved stem cell product. It's for certain blood diseases. It's made from umbilical cord blood and given in an IV, similar to a bone marrow transplant. It's a complex, life-saving procedure performed by doctors and hospitals around the country. So bone marrow transplantation is the first stem cell therapy, but... The first attempt at bone marrow transplantation, all the patients died. The scientist who pioneered the work went back into the laboratory. And spent 14 years trying to figure out how to do it safely and effectively. And so even when there's a a kernel of truth underlying the science, it can be very dangerous to go forward clinically without doing the proper research to understand how to do it safely. Not the simple fixes to complex problems I'd been hearing about at the seminar. I just want to play you briefly some clips from some of the from one particular seminar I went to um, and how the science was represented. In a single joint, we would literally put about 300,000 actual stem cells. Remember that number for about 300,000 stem cells. The Livion sales rep had suggested that the more cells someone got, the more potent the treatment. And one clinic that uses Livion stem cells even provides a suggested dosing chart that looks kind of like a treatment menu. For a single knee, 10 million cells. Neuropathy, 60 to 90 million cells. For autism, 90 to 120 million cells. It's written as though there was some kind of basic formula where the more complicated the illness, the more you have to multiply the number of stem cells. But Dr. Morrison says that's just not how real science works. 
In real stem cell therapies, we do pay close attention clinically to numbers of stem cells, but those are details that get worked out over years and years of clinical trials based on substantial numbers of patients. They're not numbers that people can kind of dream up and defend on the back of an envelope. So in the absence of published clinical trials, I don't know how one would make an argument about one dose over another. And what about all those diseases I heard listed? All the things that umbilical cord stem cells can cure? And there's been a lot of research with uh, damaged heart muscle and those kind of things with repair from, from stem cells, uh, along with strokes. Also, there will, some of the research we're looking at is antimicrobial. So in fighting infections, there are diabetic wounds and ulcers, and even stuff like protozoa, which are like for Lyme disease. Uh, stem cells do a great job in healing those things. It's hard to know where to start. There were so many falsehoods in there. The idea that there's a one-size-fits-all stem cell therapy that will work for everything from stroke to microbial infections, not true. We don't know of any stem cell that would work for multiple different kinds of indications like that. Moreover, there is no stem cell therapy that's known to be effective in treating strokes. There is no stem cell therapy for which there's clinical evidence that you can improve the treatment of Lyme disease or other kinds of microbial infections. So this is an enormous red flag when people make claims like that. What actually happens is when those cells go into a dying process, they try to save themselves. When they try to save themselves, they start producing massive amounts of growth factors, cytokines and other proteins, other things that all have that anti-inflammatory uh, effect on our bodies, okay? So you get a continuous renewable source of growth factors and cytokines and all this stuff that, that creates that anti-inflammatory benefit. You get that for four or six months happening. Then, since they hooked up with your own endogenous cells and recharged our own cells, then your own cells take over and continue to do that work. There's a lot of mumbo-jumbo there. A lot of it just has no basis in reality. The idea that these cells stick around and they regenerate tissues and they release all kinds of growth factors over an extended period of time, um, I just don't think has any basis in scientific reality. And if, if that were true, it would be such a breakthrough in the field that a company would do very well by proving that and by publishing the results. You could get FDA approval for something like that and the world would beat a path to your door. It's true that some patients could really feel better after the stem cells, but without large, carefully done studies in people, we can't say whether it's because of the cells themselves or something else in that shot. And don't underestimate the power of the placebo effect. In fact, studies have shown that the more expensive a treatment is, the stronger the placebo effect can be. This is one of the saddest parts of the whole thing because the people who are desperate and they have an incurable disease, they have a capacity to suspend disbelief. I get emails from physicians who should know better and who are asking me, you know, I'm thinking about going for this stem cell therapy. You know, they think even if there's a 1% chance that I might benefit from this, maybe I should try it because otherwise I'm going to die. So when they go to these places to get these unproven therapies, they want to believe that they are going to benefit from it. And so it's quite common for people to come back from those clinics and you to get these testimonials about how I could stand up from my wheelchair 
for the first time. But you know, in the end, these people still die of their diseases and you don't hear about it on the company websites when these people die. So what do you say then to the argument that we know it works, you know, we just want to go ahead because we know that it works? The people that make those arguments are the people who are trying to rip people off. A few months after I attended the seminar, I tried to talk to the Livion salesman who'd run it. He never responded to me, but Dr. Pierce, the local doctor who'd co-hosted the seminar with him, he did respond. After the seminar, he'd looked up on his own what had caused the infections and had found what the government report actually said. So I'm like, you know, if I'm going to trust my own patients, I want to make sure you know, what the whole story was, and that's when I read the FDA report, reports and all that. So one of the things following Livion that surprised me in that seminar was um, by the time I went, to be honest, it was, it was clear that it was a product um, error. Like it was the CDC had said that, even the CEO mm-hmm. of the company had said that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there were, I believe, some doctor errors, but when I looked at the FDA also, I was like, hmm, this is not what the FDA said. Dr. Pierce said he felt misled. Was it the contamination or was it the dishonesty or both? Both. Both. Still, Dr. Pierce believes in stem cells as a viable alternative to pills and surgery. He hasn't stopped offering stem cells at his practice. He just stopped buying them from Livion. Hey, I'm Brooke. And I'm Marisha. And we're the hosts of Even the Rich a show about the occasionally outrageous behavior of people who have a lot of money and a lot of feelings. On our next season, we bring you a story that combines sibling rivalry, high fashion, and murder. Gianni and Donatella Versace built one of the most iconic fashion labels in the world. But when Gianni gets shot, it's up to Donatella to step out from behind her brother's shadow and try to save the brand they built from ruin. Subscribe to Even the Rich, The House of Versace, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Wondery app, or wherever you're listening right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app to listen ad-free. At any given time, tens of thousands of people are missing in the U.S. The Vanished podcast tells some of their stories. From the network behind Bad Batch, The Vanished goes beyond conventional news reports to tell you the full story of a missing person each week. Host Marissa Jones brings you exclusive interviews with family members, friends, law enforcement, and experts on each case. Stay tuned to the end of this episode for a preview of The Vanished. What Dr. Morrison called scientific mumbo-jumbo is not unique to the seminar in Dallas, or even to Livion. The medical claims made about Livion's product are overseen by one man. My name is Alan Gavick. I'm director of medical education for Livion, and my day primarily consists of phone calls. Gavick talks to doctors all over the country about the health benefits of their products. He remembers exactly where he was on September 27th when Livion got the call from the FDA 
about the contaminated stem cells. I was actually in Chicago on the top of the Hancock building when they got the call and I had, it was raining. I had to come downstairs and stand in the rain and listen to the phone call talking to the FDA and the CDC and everything else. Then there were like six or eight agencies, you know, federal agencies that were on that call. But it was taken very seriously. And I, I think that call was really the beginning of showing the integrity of John and this company. Because what most people don't realize is the FDA didn't come in and say, you have to recall this product. They said, you know what, we've seen some adverse reactions and there's been some infections. I mean, that's got to be a hard call when you find out that the product with your name on it is causing people to get really sick. We don't know that. Because remember, 1,800 vials we had here in our office, they were all taken, we quarantined them, and we sent them all to the Department of Health and the FDA. Not one of them showed bacteria. Nada. Zero. So none of the none of the unopened vials none from the, from that were had a what they call intact chain of custody, which means every step along the way there was a chain of custody. Now they did they find vials in one of the clinics that were contaminated? Yes, they did. It was previously thawed. It was no longer in its cryopreserved state. And these are things that kind of get left out when they talk about it. But when we sit down straight across from them and ask them questions, well, no, 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 we don't. no, that's nonsense. Everything that had a chain of custody, nothing has shown up with bacteria in it. So where did the contamination come from? Well, I can tell you the, the one contamination was a contamination called Enterobacter cloacae which is a nosocomial infection that only comes from hospitals. Gavik told me that the infections could have come from bacteria found in hospitals, from ultrasound gel, from communicable diseases. So you don't think the contamination occurred at GeneTech? I don't. I don't. Because we, we haven't seen it. Do you realize I've done those cells myself multiple times? So, because this is news to me, because I... Um, I had thought that the, the, it was determined that the contamination occurred at, the, at GeneTech. No. no. So if the contamination occurred at these different sites, at these different points, and it was practitioner error, why did so many of them occur at about the same time? What's interesting is of all the lots that were sent out, not even everybody in every one of those clinics got sick. There were thousands of injections. Hundreds of injections. I was on a phone call with Erin on Saturday, the head of compliance, and I think she said over the course of 16,000 injections that they had a reported of 16 or 20 possible infections. So figure that out. Pretty low number. So what's your theory then for why this happened? I know two of the clinics, and I'm pretty sure it was potential contamination there. So you think the gene tech facility itself was okay? I don't know. I don't know. I wish I did. I know it's good for communicable disease because that had nothing to do with them. Um, I just don't know. John Kay and Alan Gavick were both doing everything they could to get people to move on from the bad batch of stem cells. But the victims of that contamination and their loved ones, like Elaine Dilly, weren't going to let that happen. I talked to the doctor. He's the one that said, do not drop this, do not play with it. He said, get an attorney. 
the attorneys would work to figure out what was really inside the vials that made the patients sick. And what was in those vials would be revealing not just in the case of these patients, but to the entire industry. What we're talking about is an industry that preys on people, an industry that is based on a big lie, that's evidently making a fortune selling that lie to people. That's next time on Bad Batch. From Wondery, this is episode four of six of Bad Batch, a story of patients looking for a cure and finding a nightmare. If you'd like to help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and every major listening app, as well as Wondery.com. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find the episode notes, including some details you may have missed. You'll also find some offers from our sponsors. When you support our sponsors, you help us bring you our shows for free. If you have a story for us to look into, email us at tips at And thank you. Bad Batch was written and reported by me, Laura Beal. Producer is Pallavi Kuthamasu. Production assistance by Morgan Jaffe. Story consultant is Casey Miner. Sound design by Jeff Schmidt. Fact-checking by Jacqueline Coletti. Executive produced by George Lavender, Marshall Louie, and Hernan Lopez for Wondery. There's something about the intrigue of unsolved cases. A mystery. Puzzle pieces out there somewhere. Sometimes the puzzle is a person. Someone who just disappeared one day and was never seen again. A puzzle that has become unsolvable and has left only questions behind. The vanished is the voice for those who have simply disappeared. Those who went missing with no answers. On The Vanished, we take a deep dive into a wide variety of cases. Some cases are recent, like the 2013 disappearance of Emily Heber. Her mom has been haunted by the story she's been told about what happened to her daughter. Everything was happening really fast. There were a lot of rumors, a lot of stories. They were investigating, but nothing ever really led up to to the next step of, of finding her. We had been hearing that she left on her own, to she was taken to Mexico to pay off a debt, to she was sold to the worst thing that you could imagine. Detectives began investigating, and what they uncovered was a tangled web of shady characters, shocking stories, and more questions than answers. Despite the complexities of Emily's case, investigators are determined to find her. It doesn't matter who it is. If somebody is missing, a person deserves justice, and we need to find them, and we need to do that for them. At this point, we become the ones who speak for them and find that justice, and that's, that's what we want to do. Somebody needs to speak for Emmeline. We need to find her. Other cases we've covered have long since gone cold, like the 1988 disappearance of 17-year-old Randy Leach, who went missing after attending a graduation party. For more than 30 years, Randy's parents have never stopped looking for answers. I woke up the next morning at 5.30, and I come in the kitchen and looked out, and the car wasn't there. And I read it. 
I told Harold, Randy didn't come home. So we both ended up out in the driveway, barefooted, looking around, what are we gonna do? Because we knew something had happened, because he never did that before. Randy disappeared during the satanic panic era, and in his episode, you also get to hear from one of Randy's classmates, who for years police accused of sacrificing Randy during a satanic ritual. I believe on either the third or the fourth day after his disappearance, either Derek or a family member of his contacted the Levmore Sheriff's Department, basically made false accusations of basically saying he thinks we're into Satanism and that we did something to Randy and you know, various outlandish ideas. And they actually uh, kind of bought it hook, line, and sinker, and they pursued that as kind of the main thrust of their investigation for the first several years. To hear Emily and Randy's stories and many more, visit Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you're listening right now and subscribe to The Vanished.